Welcome to Working Hoboken. We will be meeting with different people from this beautiful Mile Square City to learn about what they do and to share that information with the residents here and our people, our community, getting to know each other. That's the whole mission of this podcast. So welcome. Today we'll be speaking with Gina Rossimano. She has many talents. She is a craniosacral therapist, primarily, um, and we will we look forward to talking with you today. Welcome, Gina. Thank you for having me, Pam. I'm excited to be here. I'm so happy. So, Gina, craniosacral therapy, tell us what that is. I pause because it is very difficult to explain. Um, I have a teacher who's been a craniosacral therapist for over 40 years. And every time we meet, he's like, has anyone found the elevator pitch yet, right? How do you explain this? Um, But I will do my best. So the technical um, explanation is that everyone has a craniosacral system in their body. You don't learn about it in biology class, but you have one. And it connects to your central nervous system. So that's one of the reasons it could help so many different, I'll say ailments. Um, is because it has that connection. And so your craniosacral system has a rhythm to it. And what I'm trained to do and other therapists are trained to do is sense that rhythm throughout your body. So even though it's cranial for the head and sacral for your sacrum, it's actually an all body um, therapy. Um, And that rhythm goes throughout your entire body. So as I sense it is a hands-on modality, it's very gentle, it's very non-invasive. Um, So as I sense that rhythm throughout your body, that's where I know to clear up blockages throughout your body and where there's past traumas that are stored. um, And I go in and I release those tensions. How do you sense those spaces? Is it something you feel tangibly with your fingers or is it something you pick up on from your training? So it's a combination of both. So there actually is a rhythm that we can feel in your body, and I can actually feel where it's out of balance. So that's where that tangible part comes in. Um, but is there, it a pulse? It is. It's. Uh, I know you can't. See, people on the podcast can't see my hands. There is like a gentle flow. Um, when I first was sensing it, to me, it almost felt like a drip out of a faucet, like a very slow drip coming down. Um, It's not a very fast, it's not like you're breathing, it's different from your breathing. So as you're going through the training, you have to learn, right, to fade out, you know, your normal breathing rhythm and tune into that system and the rhythm that it has. And how do you clear out your, your being to be present for the other person? It's a very good question. It's just so automatic now. Um, I've been doing it for about four years. So it's, um, it's almost like I go into a meditative state as I'm working on someone. Um, and it's really just tuning into them and their body and understanding what their body needs for that session and that, that day and at that time. 
So since we are a podcast dedicated to the community of Hoboken, can you tell us where you practice out of in town? Of course. So I am out of um, the Wellness Lab. So there's a, uh, several different practitioners in there, all wonderful people. Check us out. Um, and it's up on Nork Street. So for the old Hoboken residents like myself, the old Clambroth House, it's, one, it's upstairs from that building. Okay. And how long is a session? I do about, I do an hour session. The first session, uh, what I like to do is schedule a phone call for about a half an hour with uh, anyone that's interested in it. I'd like to understand what you're coming in for um, and really want to listen to you and see what you're dealing with. Um, It may start as a physical pain, right? You have a physical ailment, but a lot of the times what you find is there's an emotional um, experience, I'll use the word trauma, um, attached to that physical pain. So, um, right, as I'm talking, as I'm getting to know you, that may come up in the initial conversation, it may not, but as you, we work together and you feel more comfortable, that will usually come up and come out during the sessions. So during a session, if someone's coming to you for discomfort in their lower back, is there a period during the session where you'll pick up on something else, somewhere else in the body that you felt there was a trauma? Yeah, so a lot of times what happens is, um, and I like to give the example when I'm, I'm talking to people, so you could trip and fall, right? Trip over a kid's toy, whatever it is, trip on the sidewalk, you fall. When you fall, you land on your knee. But a couple of days later, you, you kind of forget about the fall, but you're having pain in your back. But really what happened is when you fell on your knee, the energy entered your knee and shot out through your back. So when I touch you and I put my hands on you, I feel that your rhythm is actually out in your knee where the initial impact came from. So even though you're complaining of the back pain, I'll sense in your body that I need to work on your knee. I'll release the tension in your knee and then your back pain will go away. So will you tell the client on the table when you pick that up or do you wait until the session's over? I wait until the session's over. Um, Are they blown away when you tell them something and they're like, oh my God, yes, something happened to me there? Yes, they are. Um, Yes, it is interesting. I mean, I do usually preface my sessions by telling people that. So, you know, again, you're coming in for this ailment, but I may not necessarily be working right on that area because everything is interconnected. um, And it could be as, you know, the source could be somewhere else from where you're feeling your pain. That's fascinating. So just in terms of expectations, so many of us are used to a typical massage, which can be, you know, strong, deep tissue, Swedish. Um, Then there's Reiki where there's less touch or rolfing that can be traumatically painful. Where does craniosacral therapy fall on the spectrum and what should people expect when they come for a session in terms of the level of touching? So I like to say it's very non-invasive. It's gentle enough for newborns. Um, I brought my daughter when she was three or four months old, so it's very safe. Um, Senior citizens as well get it. So it's very gentle. We're trained to use the weight of a nickel. So if you actually put a nickel on your finger, it's right very light. That's wild. Yeah. But even with that gentle touch, um, you have such profound results. So why would a mom bring her baby to you? What kind of issues might the child have that they would be seeking therapy for? Yeah. So for my daughter, um, we were having issues breastfeeding and it turned out she had, she needed a lip and tongue tie release. So at that time, the lactation consultant had recommended that we go for, I bring her for craniosacral therapy to help her retrain, um, basically feeding. 
Um, and at that time, I never heard of it, like many people probably listening to this podcast. Um, and I did my research um, and brought her in and saw definite results. But not only did it help with the feeding, but with my daughter, um, she was always one of the babies. Her hands were always like in a fist, very tight. Um, after the session, her hands had opened up, I noticed. And then um, I just needed to bring her back kind of on her milestones. So I brought her back at three months and six months. And when she started crawling, she kind of did the army crawl where she was dragging her leg behind her. wasn't, you know, the full motion. Um, didn't think much of it, you know, wasn't really worried. But again, you know, I just happened to bring her in for the check-in for the craniosacral. And then after that, she was crawling normally. Um, it helps with torticollis. Really? Yeah. So this is something doctors should really be aware of when they're thinking about different kinds of modalities like physical therapy or occupational therapy. This is something physicians should consider referring yeah. to you for. Yeah, That's fascinating. Yeah, and so when you took your daughter when she was young, much younger, were you, and didn't know anything about craniosacral therapy, were you looking at what was happening in the room and wondering like, how could what this person is doing be helping the baby? Yeah. It was, you know, it's like, okay. Um, and even more so, you know, during one of the sessions, I was complaining, I'll say, to the practitioner about my own problems, right? So as a new mom, the breastfeeding, my back was really bothering me, right? You don't always have such good posture. You're feeding all hours of the day, night, you're exhausted. Um, so I had the back pain. I had some arm pain from holding the baby. I remember. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and I had tried my, you know, my wonderful people here in Hoboken. I tried chiropractic. I tried physical therapy, acupuncture. Um, and I get temporary relief, but nothing permanent. Um, so as I was explaining this to my, the craniosacral therapist, she's like, come in for a session. And again, I was so ignorant to it. I said, I thought you only work on babies. Like, I didn't know this was for people of all ages. So I did go in for a session, and um, I'll be totally honest, as she's working on me, it is so gentle and non-invasive. I was like, what is she even doing, right? Like, I'd seen the results with my daughter, but still laying on the table. I'm like, this is a little bizarre. Um, I went home that day. You know, I, f I felt good. Nothing. I didn't really notice immediate results, which is what could happen. But I woke up the next morning. My back, I like, my back pain was gone. I was like, something's off. I'm like, wait, I'm not in pain anymore. Um, and it stayed right? It didn't come back. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah, I tell my patients or clients that your body will process up to 48 hours after the session. So you need to make sure you drink plenty of fluids. And I just uh, like people to pay attention to what they're experiencing over those next two days. So for full disclosure, yes. I have come to you for craniosacral therapy. I sustained a concussion and didn't want to start getting CAT scans and finding out about what I've done to myself, um, and you offered a session to me, and I would just like to share that I felt a sense of calm after leaving you. I was disoriented after I sustained this concussion. Um, I I didn't feel centered, and I was very concerned. I didn't know where to turn at that point. Um, but what I can say, I felt after during the session. I also wondered, like, what is she doing? She's holding my leg, um, you know, or, and it's very still and quiet, and I'm not sure what's happening. And it's not necessarily a tangible result where, you know, if you go in and your neck is stuck in one direction, you're going to come out unstuck. But there definitely was 
um, some kind of centering and reset that I felt from it. So just to manage expectations, it, it is a subtle response, wouldn't you say? It is. Everyone reacts differently, and it depends what you're coming in for as well. So I, I have had clients who have come in with chronic pain. I had one client come in with chronic neck pain. Um, and again, I, I can't guarantee results right after one session, but I worked on her one session. Um, I checked in with her the 48 hours, and my, my neck pain's gone. Like, I can't remember the last time I haven't right been in this pain. And I said, okay, do you want to come back in? You know, like, we'll see how long it lasts. If it's, you know, you start feeling tensions, definitely come in. We can work on it more. She hasn't needed to come back. Um, and again, I can't say that's going to happen to everyone. It's all about how your body will react to the treatment um, and how often you need to come back. So how long have you been doing craniosacral therapy as a practitioner? As a practitioner? So I, um, uh, my background is actually in accounting. I was in accounting and finance for... Just because people can't see, I do want to, I want to comment that you just rolled your eyes. <laughs> I feel like that was like past life, even though it wasn't that long ago. Um, but that was my life for a while. I cut down to part-time and, and started doing the craniosacral therapy part-time for a little while. But um, I'd say over the past year and a half, it's been... Um, it's been my passion, right? I really want to get the word out about who it could help, how it could help. Um, it is an alternative to some more invasive treatments. Um, and I'm here. I'm happy to help. I want to help. So why Hoboken? Why not Hoboken? It's such an amazing place. Um, no, I've lived here 20 years. Well, Did just you move up. here right after college? I, I was actually, it was before I graduated college. Yes, I had an apartment. I was ready to come. Where um, did you go to school? University of Connecticut, up in stores. But I am a Jersey girl, born and raised. Um, yeah, so I've been here just under 20 years, coming up on 20 years. And um, it's such a great community. I just kind of want to give back. I mean, it's been so great to me over these 20 years, and especially over the past couple of years with my daughter entering the school system. Um, and again, just meeting a whole new community of people. Like, the mom world is just amazing here, right? You have uh, so much support. And yeah, I just want to give back. That's great. I'm a big Hoboken fan too, so I understand what you're saying. And that's the reason we've started this podcast, because we feel like there are so many fascinating people in Hoboken. And I think many of us don't even know what we're, what each of us is doing. And I think it's time for us to get the word out that resources are available here. Hoboken has come a long way. And now the resources you used to have to go to Manhattan to go get might be sitting right here and you just don't have access or the knowledge. So that's one of the reasons we've started working Hoboken. So we're really glad to have you here today. Thank you for having me. Um, I, I know that you have other things going on in your life as well. So would you like to talk at all about your other careers? We know moms have many different uh, multitasking positions. So um, while you're building your craniosacral practice, what else are you doing? Um, yes, so I do do a couple of different things. So um, for a little while, my brother and I actually had our own title agency. Um, so on the real estate side. And when my daughter was born, I was still in corporate America and you know, running the, that business, um, something had to give. And so what we did at that point um, was decide to kind of direct our business into a different title company. Um, so I'm now with Evident Title Agency, 
Um, they have several locations. Our headquarters is out in Cedar Grove, New Jersey, and my territory, I guess I'll call it. Well, I'm happy to do all over uh, New Jersey. I'm really trying to focus um, in the Hoboken, Jersey City, Weehawken area. So if people aren't familiar with title agencies, if I'm buying a new house, new apartment, new condo, um, in New Jersey, a title search has to be conducted, correct? Is that where you come in? Correct. Um, yeah, and it's a part of the real estate process that a lot of owners don't really know exists. A lot of times the real estate attorney has the relationship with the title agency and orders it just right a note for the buyer unknowing. When you get your closing statement, you'll see these fees and you're like, what is this for? Um, but you do need it because you, I like to say, you don't know what you don't know about the past owners of the property. So what it does is um, it's actually really cool. If you do own a property and you've never seen your title search, and you can reach out to your attorney, ask for it. Because um, if you do a full search, you go back and you could possibly have the original deed for your property. Wow. And I was like a little nerd that I am. Um, I think it's pretty cool. You see like this old document, you know, written up. There could be old maps um, wow. showing the property. Especially so, in Hoboken, that can be back in the 1800s. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. So what it does is it traces from owner to owner, just making sure that um, the transactions are free and clear, that there's no outstanding liens or debts on the property, that at some point if um, you know the owner passed away, that none of the heirs could come back at some point and stake a claim and say, this uh, state wasn't properly handled. I actually have a claim to your property, right? Well, when we bought our place, um, we did a title search and found out that one quarter of taxes hadn't been paid previously and that some bank in Texas owned a lien on our house that would have accrued interest. And then decades later, when we would have gone to sell, we might have not received any of the profits from our house because of the interest accrued that this one bank owned on one quarter of our taxes. So it is important. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And even if you have the money to buy your property outright, um, still recommend it right again because you, you again exactly to that point you don't know if there's a little portion out there that someone could have a lien on so when you go to sell it you don't actually own your property 100 percent. so in terms of people wanting to reach you so um if i want craniosacral therapy how do i find gina Resimano? um so you can google me but my website is www.ginarcst.com for craniosacral therapy that's my website. There's, um, you could, my email phone number is on there, call, email, text. And is that how one should reach you if they want also to get a title search on their condo while they're getting their craniosacral therapy? <laughs> um, yes, feel free. I will respond to title or craniosacral that way. Great. Thank you so much for being here today. It's so nice to talk with you. And, um, Thank you, listeners, for joining us in Working Hoboken. It's 2020, and it's time for us all to get to know each other a little bit better. Thanks. In all kinds of weather.